for the great and true. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, 
Before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus.
I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger.
if I could have all the children come down, we're going to have a little children devotion. Anyone who wants to come on down? Just sit down here on the floor. Now, I know there's a lot more out there. Come on, guys. If you need your parents to come sit on the front row with you, they can do that too. There we go. All right. Can anyone here tell me what we're here celebrating? Jesus' birthday. That's good. Christmas, that's what we call it, right? All right, I want to read a verse from, from the Bible real quick. Come on, Jake. You can come on down. All right. This is from John 1.14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. So the Word became flesh. So that's God becoming a little baby. Right? And that's what we're celebrating. I wanted to read this uh, quote from J.I. Packer. He said, <clears throat> The supreme mystery lies not in the Good Friday message of atonement, nor in the Easter message of the resurrection, but in the Christmas message of incarnation. Do you know what incarnation means? Yeah, Jesus being born as a little baby, God taking on human flesh for us. Isn't that wonderful? When do we? When are we going to actually celebrate Christmas? All right. I guess I'm going to have to turn off the video up here. They're all just looking at the TV. <laughs> They're not looking at me at all. Okay. I've got like eyes everywhere. Hello. All right. That's better. Thank you. All right. So, do y'all know when? Is actually Christmas Day that we celebrate? How many days from now? Three. Three? Here, I've got a pin here. I'll circle it. Today, wait, first of all, do y'all know what this is? A calendar. I wasn't sure at this age they knew what a paper calendar was anymore. Do y'all have paper calendars at home? See right here. Uh, yeah, most of us have it on our phones now, don't we, or our computers. You got a calendar? Good. See, right here, I wrote down today's the. Okay. Oh, okay. On the twenty-second, I wrote down children's devotion because that helps me remember what's going on that day. And right here on the twenty-fifth is when we will celebrate Christmas. But I wanted to point out something. Do you all know what this is right down here at the bottom? 2019? What does that mean, 2019? That's the year. Do you all know what the year means? When you all when y'all study the Bible and you read about all of the things in the Old Testament, we say that's the year, like say 600 B.C. B.C. stands for before Christ, right? 2019, we often use the, the, the term A.D. 
AD, and I wrote it down because I can never remember how to say it, stands for, wait, say that again? Okay, she doesn't need to, to, to have it written down. Anno Domini, very good. That is Latin. Do you know what it means in English? Anyone? In the year of our Lord. That's exactly right. So, this says that this is the 2019th year after the year of our Lord. In fact, when I was y'all's age, I remember often you would hear people say on the radio or on TV or at school, and they'd say, this is 2019 in the year of the Lord, 2019. And it was very clear that we kept up with time based on when who was born. Jesus was born. Who created time? Do you all know who created time? God created time. Jesus, God created time. But we know that Jesus' birth actually divided history. Meaning, it was such a very important date that we start our calendar, our current calendar, from the time He was born. And we know that from that time, every time you see a calendar, you can remember that you see a calendar, that's right. And you can know exactly how long ago Jesus was born. See, it was a real time. We know exactly, pretty much exactly, when He was born. We don't know the exact time, or even the exact year, there's a little debate, but we know it's right there 2,019 years ago. Does anybody know when Chloe was born? 2010, Cheyenne knows, but most of us don't know because, sorry Chloe, you're not that famous. Most of us don't know. But the whole world can look at the calendar and now most of the world uses this calendar, can know that 2,019 years ago, soon 2,020 years ago, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, was born. And why was He born? To come as flesh, to fulfill prophecy. That's what Jesus said. He was born to fulfill prophecy. And everything He did was to fulfill prophecy because God, from the beginning of time, remember, history is split. We have Anno Domini, the year of the Lord, and after, and we have before Christ was born. But even from the beginning of time, when God created time, this was His plan. And we look at the calendar and we ask ourselves, 2020, is this the year Christ comes back? And we pray that this is the year Christ comes back. So y'all remember, three more days. And when you wake up in the morning and you celebrate Christmas, you thank God that He sent Jesus, our Savior. That's, that's right. We're celebrating a birthday, aren't we? Alright, so will you pray with me? And we'll pray thanks to God for sending Jesus. Bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You for this time. 
Thank You for this season as we're able to remember without a doubt that You love us and that You sent Your Son that He took on human flesh and that He, even today, sits up with You in heaven preparing a time for us. And Lord, we do pray as this next year comes on us soon that this would be the day, the year of, of His mighty return. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, y'all can go back to your parents. God, after he spoke long ago to the Father and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature, and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purification of sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. It's such a privilege to be here with you this morning to worship our Lord Jesus Christ and to remember uh, and to meditate and think upon these marvelous things. Could we go to the Lord in prayer? Father in heaven, we thank you for your great mercies. We thank you for the mystery of godliness, for it is great. We thank you, Lord God, that in your loving kindness, that you so loved the world, that you sent your Son, that he willingly took upon himself human flesh and dwelt among us in order to provide our redemption and salvation. For you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son. And in order to pay the full penalty for our sins, he humbled himself and became obedient, the Lamb of God, to bear in His own body our sins on the cross of Calvary, that we may be made the righteousness of God in Him. And we're so grateful and thankful, Lord God, for this indescribable gift that You have given to us. And we celebrate the life that was given to Him, the human flesh that He took upon by the name of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, we rejoice in the marvelous mystery of those things which you have done in order to redeem us and bring us into your family as your children. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We give thanks and praise to you this morning. Amen. I wanted to speak to you just for a few moments about the mystery of godliness. And the scripture tells us that by common confession, great is the mystery of godliness. He who was revealed in the flesh was vindicated by the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, and taken up into glory. That's our Lord Jesus. He's incomparable. He is 
superior to all that we have known and seen and touched. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so this morning, I just want to say, make a few points because the Scripture tells us that because Jesus has done what He has done, that you and I may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Scripture tells us that we may attain that glory in the face of Christ. The Scripture tells us that we may be made complete in Him. It's interesting that it was the second Adam that has preeminence. Adam came. Adam was created. Uh, Human flesh was created by God. Uh, The human body was formed of the dust of the earth. God took dust and created Adam. But He created him with Jesus in mind. He created him in light that of the fact that His Son would come one day. That He would take upon Himself flesh. And that He would dwell among us as a man. God's vision, His will, His purpose, His mind in the matter is hugely significant to us this morning. Because we may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ through what He did on the cross of Calvary. The Scripture tells us, but we should always give thanks to God for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and faith in the truth. It was for this He called you through our Gospel, that you might gain or obtain or possess the glory of of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brethren, stand firm and hold to the traditions which you were taught, whether by word of mouth or by letter from us. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father, who has loved us and given us eternal comfort and good hope by grace, comfort and strengthen your hearts in every good work and word. There's an attaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ because He went to the cross for you. He took upon Himself flesh in order to bear our sin. The Lamb of God became flesh and dwelt among us. And God did what only God can do. You see, God is the God of our salvation. Only God can provide salvation. Is that true? It, wouldn't it be true? That, that our worship would be to the One who attained our salvation from sin. He deserves our, our worship and proclamation of, of the glory of the work that He did on the cross of Calvary. And where does that belong except to God? Because in God alone is salvation. The Scripture tells us. Yet it was necessary... For the Lord Jesus Christ to take upon Himself flesh and dwell among us. It was necessary for Him to become our mediator for our sin. It was necessary for Him on the cross of Calvary to bear your sin on that cross in order for that penalty to be washed away. 
It was through the blood of Jesus Christ, through the blood of this individual person, the offspring of David, of the tribe of Judah, according to the prophecies in the Word of God, that He took upon Himself flesh and dwelt among us in order that He might become the Lamb of God to take away our sin. It is marvelous the gift that we celebrate this morning. It is a marvelous thing that we came here and gathered to worship and to remember that it's 2019, soon to be 2020, should the Lord delay His return. But this Lord and God that we worship has showered you with glory. The Scripture tells us that He who knew no sin becomes sin on our behalf, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. That we might know the righteousness of Jesus Christ. The Scripture tells us that it is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That He's washed away your sin. That He's made you pure and clean before a holy God and Father. And in that purity and cleanness that was accomplished by the blood of Jesus Christ that washed our sin away and took it away forever. As far as the east is from the west, so far as He separated our transgressions from us. The glory of the Lord shines upon His people this morning. That's what we celebrate. That's what Christmas is about. It's what remembering Christ, remembering His humility, and remembering the fact that He took upon Himself flesh and dwelt among us is all about. It's what the celebration of Christmas is and should be. And yet our our hearts are often taken away from a a vision of the great, great glory of God. Yet we need to remind ourselves and to and to fix our focus upon the awesome things that God has done for you possess, you have obtained to the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me speak for just a moment of his supremacy. The supremacy of Jesus Christ declared in the Scriptures. The Scriptures tells us that, that He, um, the perfections of God are manifest in bodily form in the person of Jesus Christ. The moral perfection of Jesus Christ. The love of God was displayed through Jesus Christ. The mercy of God was displayed through Jesus Christ. The justice of God, the glory of God will be displayed through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we find that He is, and according to Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15, He is the image of the invisible God. He took upon Himself flesh, and when Mary beheld the face of that baby, she was looking in the face of God, though His glory was veiled, and though He set aside uh, the, the uh, power of His might. He humbled Himself to such an extent that we can't get our mind around it. But our confession is that great is the mystery of God. Great is the glory of God. Great is the mystery that He has done and that He has accomplished through Jesus Christ because He is and has become the image of the invisible God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory. Glory as of the only begotten, of the Father, full of grace and truth. 
So when we look upon the person of Jesus Christ, the moral perfection, the character of Jesus Christ, this individual, we see the very God. He, he took upon Himself, He manifested God in bodily form in His person. And then the Scripture in Colossians says that He, he goes on, he, in, he inherits all of creation. This person that took upon Himself flesh, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the offspring of David took upon Himself flesh that He might become the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Prince of peace, that He might subdue the rebellion, that He might conquer angelic beings that have rebelled against the Father, God our Father. He is to inherit all of His creation. He's the firstborn of all creation. The Scripture tells us in verse 16 of Colossians 1, For by Him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. Now there's three prepositions that are used. By Him, through Him, for Him. They're all three different Greek prepositions, but they're powerful in the proclamation that through Christ all things were created by Him, through Him, and for Him. All-consuming. The supremacy of Christ, the One who created, has conquered the rebellion on the cross of Calvary. He has accomplished the redemption of mankind, reconciled us to God the Father. He has accomplished great and mighty things for you and for me. The Scripture says in verse 17 that He's before all things. He's superior. He's, it's the supremacy of Christ that we come and we gather to worship this morning. It's the supremacy of His work, of His person, of the majesty, of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is awesome. He is an awesome God an awesome person, an awesome man, an awesome mediator that stands this very morning before the Father making intercession for you and for me. And we need that intercession, do we not? We need the intercession of our Lord Jesus. We're so thankful this morning for the gift that God has given. It is indescribable. There's nothing that compares to what Jesus accomplished on the cross of Calvary, the One who created all things. The Scripture tells us that God spoke the world into existence. How powerful is Jesus' Word? How powerful is it? He is before all things. He spoke the world into existence. And if that's the case, can we believe Jesus' Word? The Word... The, the Scripture tells us that if we behold the Son and believe in, in, in Him, that we have eternal life. That's the word that Jesus spoke. We have eternal life. We have the glory. We've obtained the glory of our Lord Jesus. It's been given as a free gift. It's the mercy of God. It's the grace of God. It's the power of God. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God and the salvation to all who believe. There's nothing 
that compares to what God has done through Jesus Christ, His Son, and what He has accomplished. He is before all things. The glory of Jesus Christ is proclaimed through our calendar, through the, 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 the majesty of the things that God has done. And God is withholding. He's withholding judgment upon mankind through Jesus Christ because of His great mercy. That the Gospel, which we are not ashamed to proclaim, that the power of God given through Christ Jesus might be proclaimed to draw some of those who may come to that redemption, that salvation that Christ alone could accomplish on the cross of Calvary for mankind. That's the only reason that He's not here. That's the only reason that this very powerful person has not accomplished judgment upon the human race and upon the angelic beings that have rebelled against our Father. God has a plan and a purpose. It's working throughout the future. And the Scripture tells us that He has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by His Spirit and faith in the truth. Not only is He before all things, but in Him all things hold together. He puts all things together, including your eternal life and eternal salvation. He is also head of the body, the church, and He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that He Himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in Him. In Jesus Christ, all the fullness dwells. So where should our thought, where should the value of the Christmas season be for God's people today? Should it not be upon the glory of this glorious, indescribable, unspeakable, inconceivable gift that God has given us through Jesus Christ? The Scripture tells us that Christ is the incomparable God. There's no one that can compare to this person, the Lord Jesus, who took upon Himself flesh. And it was in the book of Revelation uh, that the Lion of the Lamb took the, the book to open the seals. And the angels and the living creatures and the elders began to say with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to take the book. Of, this is the book of judgment. It's the book in, the, in Revelation that will fall upon mankind because of his rebellion against God. Because of his uh, lack of acknowledgement of their Creator. And the Scripture tells us that there was no one that was able to break the seal and open the book. But the proclamation is that this worthy Lamb of God, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, was worthy to open the book. To open the book of judgment. And it says, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory, and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth, and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, 
heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and dominion be to him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Do you worship the Lord Jesus Christ this morning? Do you see Him as the One that was not only the Lamb that took and bore our sins on the cross of Calvary and humbled Himself, but in that baby, in the face of that baby that Mary saw was the Savior of mankind. The Savior of all mankind. And blessing and honor and glory. And there's that that incredible word, dominion. You see, because... At Adam's fall, Adam 1's fall, the opportunity for dominion passed for mankind until Jesus came, until the second Adam came. God Himself had to take upon Himself flesh to dwell among us, to bear our sin, to accomplish redemption. Otherwise, He would have had to judge all of mankind. And there would be no hope for us to have relationship with our God and Creator what Jesus Christ, the gift that He's given to us, the mystery of godliness, is hugely significant. It's of great value. And I pray that we may treasure these things because the Scripture tells us that we may obtain this great value in the face of Christ. For God who said, Light shall shine out of darkness is the One who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The glory of God is in the person of Jesus Christ. Do you know Him whom you have not seen? Do you believe His Word? Do you believe the Scriptures? Have you put your hope and your trust in Jesus Christ alone for your salvation? Because there's nothing else that you can add to it or take from it that has been accomplished through Jesus Christ. He is the way and the truth and the life and no man comes to the Father except through Him. There's no other way. If you reject the Lord Jesus Christ, there's nothing for you except what the Scripture says. It is appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. The day, the day of salvation is now. The day of of God's glorious and merciful offer is given now. Do not hold back. Do not delay receiving the salvation that Jesus Christ has offered. His Word is true. He that believes in the Son has eternal life. And I myself will raise Him up on the last day. This is not all that there is because of the glory of the Lamb of God who took upon Himself flesh and dwelt among us, and because of the glory that we see in the face of Jesus Christ, there is life eternal, life after death in Jesus Christ. You may obtain the glory of God in the face of Christ. And then finally, you may obtain glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ and be made complete in Him. Complete! There's no other way. It's only what Christ has offered. For in Him dwells all the fullness of deity in bodily form. And in Him you have been made complete and He is the head over all rule and authority. 
Do you believe the Word of God? Have you put your trust in the Gospel that God has given to us? Have you known that salvation? The mystery of godliness is great. I wish that I could explain and give some idea of, of, the, of the mysterious power of God exhibited in the humility of Jesus Christ to put aside His glory, to come and take upon Himself flesh and dwell among us. <clears throat> and I cannot explain that, but it's the revelation of God's Word. It is the fulfillment of prophecy. It is the exercise of the power and the glory of God and the mystery of God. For uh, He is the, the deep things of God are known by God Himself. Uh, but what He has revealed to us through His Word is most assuredly true. In conclusion, <clears throat> but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory, from the glory of Christ to the glory of His people. From the glory of the first fruits of the resurrection to the glory of those who have taken up their cross in belief and followed after Him. Just as from the Lord the Spirit, Jesus Christ sent His Spirit to indwell His people. For all of those that have been born again in Jesus Christ, you've been made a new creature. The Spirit of Christ has indwelt your heart and life and made you a new creature. He has done marvelous, mysterious, glorious things. In Jesus Christ, may we pray. Father in heaven, we give thanks to Thee this morning. We worship You. We praise You. We give thanks for this indescribable gift that You have given. We give thanks that we may obtain, that we may possess the glory of our Lord Jesus. We give thanks, Lord, that we may be Your children and know righteousness before You, the righteousness of Your Son, Jesus Christ, which You have imputed to our account and washed away our sins, freedom from the guilt of our sins, freedom from that which has offended You, freedom from that which we could not make ourselves free. Lord, what we could not do our Lord Jesus has done, and we give thanks this morning in His name. Amen. We are going to be singing, um, do you hear what I hear? And in the last few slides, there's going to be some blue highlighted words, and we just ask that you guys as a congregation sing along with us when you see that. The night wind to the little lamb. Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little lamb. Do you see what I see? A star, a star. 
night with a tail as big as a kite, with a tail as big as a kite. Send a little lamb to the shepherd boy. Do you hear what I hear? Do you Shepherd boy to the mighty king. Do you know what I know? In your palace, poor mighty king. Do you know what I know? A child, a child shivers in the cold. Let us bring him. Silver and gold, let us bring him silver and gold. Let the king to the people everywhere. Listen to what I say. Listen to what I say. Listen to what I say. The child, the child, sleeping in the night, he will bring us goodness and light. He will bring us goodness and light. Let's stand together, please, and let's sing our closing hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Now, uh, some of you, a uh, few of you anyway, like to look at your hymnals uh, when you sing our hymns, and that's great. But understand this morning, there are three verses of this in your hymnal, but we're doing four verses. So when you get to the last verse, you'll have to look at the, look at the screen. Okay.